1: Happy New Year! We're back in the studio, and yet, and yet, I have to say, we still don't sound right, or at least I don't sound right. I have a terrible cold. I'm so sorry episode. to hear that. That's I, 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 I will probably spend most of this episode. I hate to say this, struggling to breathe. I What's a, worse is when you get a cold in the summer, though. That's I, I that's almost I worse. I but I I hear you. I'm so if, sorry. If you hear the cough drop rattling around in my mouth or me <laughs> gasping for breath, I'm not about to pass out. I might be, but I'm just struggling for breath. Happy New Year to all of you listening, though. Yeah. Welcome, welcome back to the podcast, and I'm glad we're back in the studio too.
0: It is nice to be back in the studio. The mic sounds so much better in the studio yes they do they really do yes they do guys thank you for joining us we're really excited for this new year we're recording this on the last day of 2018 but really looking forward to 2019 and todd and i again just spent about half an hour Uh just talking about everything that needs to be done and we still have to wait for new year's day which is today you're listening this hopefully on new year's day yeah And just thinking about all the plans that we've got and ready for things to start in motion. You know, we've just kind of spent the last part of December wrapping things up and Mm -hmm. what needs to happen. And we are ready. I'm ready for 2019. I'm glad it's here. 2018 was great and all. And one of those years that I'm glad to sort of have in the past, you know. I'm glad it's done. Time Honestly, is you know, speeding by, but yeah. then you think, oh, 2019's already here. I'm glad it's here. Yeah, I hear I'm
1: you. Ready, I hear you. I, I'm I'm glad it's here as well. Uh, happy 2019 to you. hope you had a really cool New Year's Eve and did something cool. And uh, uh, we have tons of snow in Park City. The Lancer's back. With a wheel on it, so glad. With a tire on it, so it's back romping around in the snow. And I had a busted I really, hoof. I really, really do like it in the snow. It's a lot of fun. I can't wait to do a video on it. Good. I wish my original video that was done before we had snow had survived the stealing of 2018. It did not, but I will <laughs> do a new stealing one. Stealing of 2018. Uh, hey, that's what I'm going the for. Great stealing. It's it it like almost, the great it, train robbery. It almost needs a t-shirt. It's not going to get one, but it almost <laughs> needs a t-shirt. So there anyway, but that's back. I've been driving it around in all weather, and it just Good. it works great. It's really really cool. I enjoyed that. My uh, parents are in town. You said they liked the Corvette film. Uh, They did. They loved the Corvette film. Uh, I'll uh, I'll come back to the Corvette film in a second, but here's the thing. Yes, there's some updates there. My parents are in town. My dad brought his avalanche. They drove out from California. Oh, no kidding. brought his his avalanche. I thought they would have
0: flown for some reason.
1: Generally, they do. This year, they decided to drive, and they think they probably will never drive again. So it's my, my mom and my dad and my sister are out. So we all piled into the avalanche, including my wife and son. Last night, went to dinner. Okay, so we're driving home with all of my family, all of my family, the entire Deacon clan is in one car. Okay, <laughs> okay, you all yeah. fit in the avalanche. It's well, yes, my, my son is sitting on my wife's lap. Okay, I was going to yes, say we're all there. All right, and then it dawns on me we have this great mailbox parking lot near my house. It always gets snowy
0: and stuff. Were you driving? Oh, of course I was. Of course I was. <laughs> I, 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 can, I, can I am see what's the coming.
1: designated driver. Period. When any parents are driving. And, um, anyway, living yeah. in
0: California, he doesn't have winter tires, does he?
1: Well, he's got. He's actually has studded snows. He's overkill, man. What? He drove but
0: out on studded snows from California. Don't
1: get me started. What? Don't get me. I've I've told him before how much overkill it is, but he drove out on studded snows, which has to be horrific on the uh. freeway. Yeah, it's awful. It's a whole oh, other thing. By gosh. the way, little little PSA real quick. Okay. You don't need studded snows. Unless you live on like an ice sheet, you don't need – the uh, typical yeah. winter, dedicated winter tires now will do anything you need them to do. Studded snows are a whole uh, – Unless you're backcountry there and you're places, up a dirt
0: road that freezes over and it's steep uh, and blah. Sure, there are places,
1: Fine. but – 95, 98% of you out there don't need to, including my father who lives in Central <laughs> yes. California. Anyway, okay, but keep the point going. is, Stunt the, point it is snows, the Avalanche <laughs> is a, a traditional four-wheel drive vehicle, which means it's two-wheel drive rear until you tell it otherwise. Right,
0: right. You have to switch it manually. So I right? got
1: to the, because it's been snowing hard here the last few days, I got yeah. to the mailbox parking lot, turned the trash control off, turned it back to two-wheel drive, <laughs> and did donuts with the entire family. Of course you did. Because I just thought, because uh, I, well, I, I, awesome. I did have the thought, I was like, I don't know that this opportunity for all of us together will ever happen again.
0: Fantastic. To do
1: donuts with the entire family. So we did that last night. Of course, my my son thought it was amazing. My wife couldn't wait for it to stop. My mom wasn't sure how to feel. <laughs> my sister was kind of stunned into silence, and my dad was like, good job.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah. And uh, yeah, happy New Year, right? You just I guess hooning your way through the parking lot with you the know entire it. family. You know it, family here. Why, yeah, why not? Yeah, I love it. All right. Well, there's a little bit of update to the American original film. Yes, we have been continually talking about it, and many of you have seen it on Vimeo already. It's been released. Uh-huh. Blu-rays are now available for purchase. So yes. go to the store on Amazon. You can buy Blu-rays there. Mm-hmm. They are out. Yep. And the film is still pending release on Amazon Prime Video yes. itself for yes. rental or download.
1: I, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it. I've said it many times. You think I'm lying now. I am expecting it this week, honestly. And I say that because we reached the assessment phase in Amazon, and they asked for a small tweak. The problem is with black the, hole of – Yes, they I They don't even
0: tell you what to tweak. You have to yeah. guess and we, then we,
1: resubmit we, it. We, we, tweaked, we tweaked what they requested. But that means it has to go back in the queue for new assessment, which puts it about three or four business days back again. So that suggests all of that to say it should be this week again based on the contact I have had with Amazon. But I'm not – look, I'm having enough trouble breathing. I'm literally not holding my breath. <laughs> but I, we will tell you Amazon is – that's the reason we ended up releasing it everywhere else. I didn't want to release it without Amazon being available as well. But honestly, I know this may sound weird. The filmmaker in me needed you guys to see it needed it to be Mm -hmm. it exists it needs to be out sure so it's out and amazon will be there soon and i'm excited for many of you to see it on amazon again you can order blu-rays those exist those are shipping this week as well
0: and they look and sound great especially the dolby mix the The blu-ray the five one is really i mean the cars going around you yeah it's it's
1: it's It's really fun it looks great that way uh you can get it on vimeo of course and then of course amazon is pending very very soon genuinely now it's very soon uh, so we're excited for you to see that film. I'm just excited to hear people's commentary because it's a monster, and I'm thrilled, thrilled it's now
0: getting to you guys in the audience. It is. We've also got our season four on the Motor Trend Network beginning January oh, yeah. 5, and so that is a re-showing of the, well, four of our favorite episodes from season three, and we're thrilled to share those, and then we will definitely announce when the new content goes up on the Motor Trend Network as well. So that is coming, and... Todd is definitely busy getting that into, oh, yes. into the mix and, and uh, getting edited. But I am in this headspace for okay. Topic Tuesday, okay. January 1st. Okay. I'm in this headspace of cars that right. we want to go drive. And yeah. it, you can break it down. However, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure how you've broken this down, but... It's your short list of things you want to drive, cars upcoming. It doesn't have to be way out in the future kinds of cars where we have talked to various people who have written in on the podcast saying, I'm waiting for the 2022 model of the thing. Yeah. Should I yeah. you know, buy something in the interim or hold off for four years or something yeah. like that? These are cars that are generally out or generally pending, and we know, we've seen them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cars that either we want to turn into a television episode or do some sort of adventure with or totally. actually just totally. drive it just yeah. for the experience of doing so. And I started typing my list here, and Uh-oh. it kind of got long.
1: I was thinking your list was probably pretty long. I've only got about eight cars that, that struck really? me instantly. I mean, there's more, of course, but eight really? that struck me instantly when I started typing the list. It was like, I'm going to go until I, I have a pause in my brain, and that was eight cars. Which is still hmm. a good number, and and I can't even say where these eight, where they fall on our production life. Are, are they a little simple fast blast? Right. Are they a comparo? Are they a TV thing? They're I don't pending even know availability totally, for press fleets.
0: Totally. They're pending, you know, not just driving them in a vacuum, you know, yeah. just by themselves, putting them with other cars, other competitors. Hopefully, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So I dove into this list and. I want, to, I want to touch on all these cars briefly, okay. but I want to hear some of yours. And again, where did you categorize things about, again, 2019 models, cars we haven't driven, and I've realized there's so many cars we've driven, but there's so many we haven't totally, yet. Totally, totally, yeah. And it continues to grow, which I love. I, that's what I love about what we do and what we Completely. share with, with you guys. Completely. Listening. And we're going to be driving a lot
1: more in general in 2019, which really excites me. But I just thought about things that I am aware exist or are about to be actually available for sale. Mm -hmm, that I'm mm -hmm. just like, I want to know what that drive's like. I'll give you a weird one to start with. Okay. The Ford Edge ST. Interesting. Because if Ford's going to stop selling the Fiesta ST here in this country and the Focus ST here in this country, and this is going to be the option. (laughs) This is the replacement. I want to drive this. It's Mustangs or this? Is it any good? And is it any, and I don't, look, I'll be honest. I don't expect it to be a worthwhile replacement for those cars, but it will become all we have. So I want to be able to speak
0: and intelligently. And drive it from that headspace. Then. Exactly. I want mm.
1: to speak intelligently about this is what Ford's offering. Let's be honest. In the, in the hot hatchback space, it's now the Edge ST. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like mm-hmm. Ford is going, well, Mercedes has the GLA that they're calling an SUV, but it's actually a hatch. Let's do the same thing. It's the Edge ST. It's, oh, it's, here's our hot hatchback.
0: It's not. It's not. So let's go drive it. That mm. That's definitely on my list. There's a lot of cars that I don't necessarily – can't say I don't want to drive. I want to drive all the cars. Uh-huh. Agreed. But they're not rising to the top as much as these others on my list. Okay. And I have four Porsches to get out of the way. Wow. Well, I will have, probably have a lot of ones that actually are on
1: both lists, but I don't have four Porsches. I have one Porsche.
0: I'm including things that I want to get in that I just hope to get in from a life driving experience Okay. And sharing this okay. on good. camera. Okay, good, Of course, the new 992. Yes. yes. That's the Porsche we on need, my list. We need to get the new in this car. Yep, totally. I want to get in a 959. Ah. I have the hots for this car. I know you do. It's growing again. Mm -hmm. I've got... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to get in a 959. Totally. I also want to get in the Taycan, if the Taycan is indeed going to be released in 2019 at some point. We'll see. Yeah, it's in the we'll see category, yeah. And a Panamera Sport Turismo. Yeah, I am all about this car. It's large, I know, but I love the shape. I love what it does. I love the engines. Anyway, go on. (laughs) Those are the four Porsches. Okay. And I come to a... The rest of the list here is a mix between trucks and cars. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm allowing myself trucks. Okay. Like the Rivian, the R1T electric pickup
1: truck. I'm actually more interested in their SUV, Suburban, Chaser, but but keep going.
0: I want to put that truck on camera. and, And you and I have talked about pickup trucks in general and trucks in the market, we we want to drive them and acknowledge them more yeah. as a choice because so many people own them and so many people buy them. Sure, yeah. But I don't want it to be the typical truck reviews. You know, I've touched on this yeah. before, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, is it, you know, what are we doing with the truck? We're out there in the fields and, totally, you know, actually totally, using yeah. it. You know, people pulling cattle fence with it or, you know, towing stuff or <laughs> whatever that is. Starbucks dropping off the kids. Let's no, be absolutely. honest, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So the trucks on my list here, that Rivian, I want to drive the Jeep Gladiator. I want to drive yeah. it in Moab. I can see that, yeah. I want us to go back to Moab and have another experience. I want to be in the Gladiator doing gladiatore, things.
1: Gladiatorial things, yes. yes.
0: Uh, you want to see if that
1: long wheelbase can get high-sided on something? Because <laughs> I think it can. It's an
0: enormous wheelbase. <laughs> it that is. It is a shockingly big vehicle. It is. The Ford Bronco's on my list. And even though it's coming, we know it's coming, yeah. it hasn't necessarily been released. But I'm really hot for that Bronco, too. Mm. The the truck part of me is kind of encouraged by that car. Interesting. Truck, okay. All right. Whatever. And a Raptor. You and I need to get in a Raptor of yeah. any kind. Yeah. And go bombing around in that thing. We we theoretically have a Raptor piece. We do
1: on the on the schedule for first quarter. It's a bit amorphous right now, but it is coming together. So hopefully that will happen. Uh, I didn't have any other trucks than the uh, than the Neige ST, but I like your list. I, I especially like the Gladiator because I agree that's just the sheer scale of that. We to need driven, to drive you know, this sure, thing and go sure. have a laugh. Yeah. I mean. Come on, I have the uh, the new Mazda three on my list. That's on my list as well. I'm excited by this because we've liked that car so much in the past. Because it is this brand new, somewhat uh, polarizing new design, mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. discussion about now it's a live your axle and, and all this kind of thing. Uh, there's there's a discussion about what is this car like now. We're gonna have to pull. We're gonna have to pull some competitors again. Mm-hmm. And right, I'm right. very excited about the Mazda three. Uh, in a similar vein. Genesis G70, we need a Comparo with that.
0: Yep, also on my list. Probably with
1: the new 3 Series BMW, I think it would be worthwhile to put those two together. Yeah, I like that. Uh, But uh, Genesis G70 is on my personal shortlist. I I don't know how easily this is going to be to execute, because what's going to happen is that G70 is going to wind up probably in a Comparo for TV. But whatever Mm -hmm. engine-transmission combination we don't do for TV... I want to do as a fast blast or a, or a uncut piece because I want to drive the two liter with the manual and I also want to drive the big powerful V6 with the auto. I want to drive them both. Mm-hmm. Sure. So that G70 sure. in both flavors is on my list because, again, this is, we talked about it with the Kia Stinger. This is a car in a marketplace that is being abandoned by so many.
0: And so Hyundai, Kia go, oh, we'll play in this area that everybody else is leaving. <laughs> so that's important. It's very important. I noticed something about both Hyundai and Kia. And that is, you know how we've talked about naming conventions for cars, and Uh generally speaking, we like names of cars rather than alphanumeric mixes of letters and numbers and that kind of thing, which can be successful in some cases, but they have a long history. They've got a lineage. Everything Hyundai and Kia are doing is generally names of cars. Mm, Okay. With the exception of the K900 sedan. Yeah. But think about it—the Stinger. It's a name. It's a yeah, thing. But the G
1: seventy is just your your number. G seventy.
0: I mean, Genesis aside. Yeah. Okay. But, but generally, what Hyundai and Kia are doing—they're bringing. They're yeah. kind of doing everything right. The Veloster N is on my list. That's that definitely the Veloster up there. N. Many of you have asked for this yeah. car. We're very excited about this car. Of course, the Toyota Supra and the BMW Z four are very completely, high on my list. Completely, yep. they're going to be high on everybody's list. Yep. But that is something I want to get in both those cars, not necessarily together as a comparison. I mean, I don't know if they can be compared, really, but uh, both yep. of those cars, in in, in I any would, kind of fashion, I would
1: kind of love to do a big epic road trip with both of those as the car, the featured cars. But doesn't matter anyway. We can get into those cars. I would also say, as we as we list off these cars, if you think, oh, I have one of those, hey, we're happy to drive it. Yeah, uh, you know, you want to put that on camera for us, and and we'll get it on a TV. Hey, episode? you're
0: taking delivery in 2019. Yes, we, we'd love for sure. to figure we'd out a shoot. Absolutely, we would. All right, so I'm looking at. Everything that is non-Tesla. Okay. Jaguar I-Pace. The Polestar 1. I'm okay. really excited about this, even though the price point yeah. is way up there, but I am all on board Interesting with Polestar. Yeah, I see that. Okay. And the new Audi e-tron. Okay. I'm very intrigued. The more I read about this car, we didn't get too much of a look at it at the LA Auto Show. It was introduced there to the public, but the more I read on the website and more articles that are coming out, there's still a bit of speculation. But... I'm excited for this car. Huh. It's not a CUV. It's like Audi did a, an electric wagon. Yeah. And we love them for their wagons. Yeah, yeah. It's Yeah, It doesn't have the okay. CUV type of shape or stance to it. It's very yeah. wagon It's a wagon. Yeah, for sure. For which sure. I love. Yeah. They're, they're right in uh-huh. between. They've uh-huh. done well with uh-huh. this. And I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be the choice for everybody that can't afford a Taycan, is hmm. not wanting a Tesla, or for whatever reason can't, you know, can't get one or, you know what I mean, just not yeah. interested. Yeah. And I think we're going to start to see Audis a lot. I saw three Tesla Model 3s on the same road driving out of Park City yesterday. Yeah. On the same road in this, in inside four minutes. Yeah. Three of them.
1: I, in certain markets, and I, I, I really, I genuinely, Astounding. I don't, I'm not saying this is a slap of any kind. Because I know the people that are Tesla fans are kind of looking for for hate. This is not a hate comment. This is an observational comment. I think, the, and I think you may have actually said it at one point too. I think the Model Three is going to become in some markets the new Prius. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. same people that would have bought a Prius are going to buy a Model Three, and it's and and let's be honest, that that will make them somewhat common. Absolutely,
0: my neighbor has a dual motor, a blue yeah. dual motor. It, it's Model a good car. It's a very cool. He's got car. it sitting over here, and I think. Got yeah. on you. Yeah, I mean yeah. he's got winter tires on it. He's bombing around in the snow. I'm sure it's brilliant in that. Yeah. 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 Bring it. So I, I'm I'm of course, you know, we could speculate endlessly about what's going to happen to Tesla in 2019. However, how about all the cars that are not Teslas that are finally here? That's the big that thing talked about for yeah. a long time even though I know the iPace was available in 2018 yeah. but I really want to focus on that this year.
1: Next year or so there's a lot of competition on the market from a lot of heavy players. Mm-hmm, It'll be mm-hmm. very interesting to see how that changes that landscape. Because as I said before, and I'm going to say it
0: say it here again, this is two percent of the market, folks. It's it seems to be all the non-automotive <laughs> press wants to talk about. <laughs> not in that span of, you know, four minutes yeah. driving on one road outside Park City. Totally. It was greater than five sure, percent of the market. Sure. Surprising. But you know, even though I feel like if, if it's
1: not an automotive outlet, it's all they want to talk about in cars is the coming of electric. But then you look at the actual numbers, it's like this is 2% of the market we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So we're not, it's not. the market's not transforming instantly, but it is all coming, so it'll be very interesting.
0: All right, so I've got to move into some fun, hotter, kind of semi-exotic kind of stuff. I've got a couple for this. It's on my list. You and I still haven't driven the brand-new Acura NSX. Oh, sure, And it seems yeah. to be unloved yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of missing in mm-hmm. terms of things an enthusiast talks about, mm-hmm. cars that enthusiasts bring up. I want to know why. Okay. All why right. are they seemingly not selling? If you're an enthusiast in that market, and maybe you can find one slightly used, yeah. why not this car? I just don't see many. That's a very good point. It's a very good point. Okay. I want to get in a Lamborghini Urus. Sure. Want to get in this thing? Why not? And then the Lexus LC500 really intrigues me. Yeah, it's not our market. As we've been far it as briefly, but it'd be cool to be we more. Want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. And it was brief. I actually yeah. had it on track surprisingly, I know. I know. and it kind of danced. And I thought, I want to spend more yeah. time in this car. Yeah, yeah. And of course, some things that we've uh, well, the Corvette C8, we know that's coming at that's some point. Yeah, out there. But the Mercedes AMG GT, which we've spent a little bit of time in, yeah. I, I want a yeah, yeah. proper drive in that car. Agreed. But agreed. the four door really in- intrigues me as the the Panamera yeah. Alt. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Sure, there's an episode of that for sure. And
1: then the M2 competition—that's on my list. Is M2 it really competition pack? No kidding. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it has the potential to be a car that is as fun as the one M. Now, steering is the place that the one M is. I'm sure still going to win, but uh, so far the the reviews of the M2 competition pack are glowing, and so it gives me excitement about the fact that car is going to feel like this is BMW doing what we all think they do. Hmm. You know, so I'm mm-hmm. very excited about that.
0: Okay, so my last car on the list here. I'm I'm getting ready. I'm buckling my seatbelt here. Okay. I'm I'm open to it. I'm Uh-oh. I'm ready for it. The Corolla. Interesting. I every other car that I've set on here is pretty dang expensive. But as far as being open to drive it and exploring if there's going to be Anything performance or enthusiast sure. and fun related like to this car like it. yeah. and it's inexpensive, I'm open to go dig for that. Let's do it. Love it. That's great. I, I like it's, that you got that I, on your list. I'm, I'm very much of uh, wanting to work on myself. You know, New Year's resolutions and all.
1: <laughs> You're broadening your horizons to Corollas. Look at you.
0: It's almost growth. I'm admitting. I'm it's a little frightening. Yeah. The... Uh, the time for slagging is in the past, has been in 2018. Okay, all right, well, we well, we'll see. But I'm saying, if they are bringing some sort of enthusiast yeah. Yeah, yeah. part of it that, you know what, I need to have an open mind about this, that's what I'm thinking. And it has to do, actually, my family. We have this family tradition, and that is making predictions for the new year. And they can be fun, they can be serious, but we sit around as a family and we read our prior years okay cool resolutions yeah, sure, sure. or not resolutions uh, but predictions yeah. and then we make new ones and they can be silly and then yeah. you know, when you read the silly ones from last year you think how on earth would that have happened or maybe yeah. it did and yeah, we, yeah. you know we're screaming at each other i can't believe this crazy thing happened i love it it's just a family tradition so i'm i'm making some well it's more in that vein of predictions it's okay. just coming out of that and okay. being yeah. very open minded and just wanting to get in a ton of stuff this year
1: I love it. Well, we are going to get into a lot more stuff this year. We have a few uh, things in motion and ideas to make that happen, but we will tell you more as we know more. I have one more on my list that I haven't mentioned yet. Mm, okay, it's been on my list for a while, but it's been on my list because it's forbidden fruit. We don't get it. I know this. car. And I have been thinking about how could we get this car, <laughs> and then the pieces converged. <laughs> okay, we're going to go back to Germany this year. We're going to do a pilgrimage trip again in back. 2019. I hope many of you will go with us. Our friends at RSR are changing out their fleet, mm-hmm. which is exciting. They have added their fleet the number one. Honestly, if you say to me, what is the car you want to drive? What is your personal shortlist? This is the first car on my list, and they have it, the Alpine A110. Yeah, yeah, that's up there. I am incredibly excited to drive this car, and because our friends at RSR have them in the fleet, I don't know how many, I don't know what we're going to have to ne- negotiate to figure that out time-wise, but the fact that they have one That simplifies our ability to get in one massively. Yeah, absolutely. And to get in one on both great back roads and on the track, which is what I want to do. I want to drive that car in both scenarios. Think about how much we learned. We've got more coming up about this car in a minute. How much we learned about the Alpha 4C through our friends at RSR. We've driven the car before, but once we had a chance to do back roads in Germany and a racetrack, so much more information came out about the the 4C for us.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm so excited about the fact
1: that we have access, theoretically, potentially, to that Alpine A110 in those scenarios. That got me really excited on I discovered it. We are already, I know it sounds weird, we're already figuring out details for that trip. So uh, that was one of the things that I discovered. So yeah, I'm going
0: to leave that on my, on my short list because I have a real chance of doing that in 2019, which is awesome. Love it. There's so many more cars that, you know, I think are going to come our way as far as opportunities. Oh, and of course. I'm looking forward to those yeah, as yeah. well. But I just, these are the cars I really want to be deliberate about and try hard for. Yeah, yeah. And... See if we can make them happen.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Put them on
0: camera. Lots of content coming. Guys, we're going to take a very quick break, and we'll be back.
1: We've all got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. I've got an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance to that list. And the good thing is
0: you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, yes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Having extra money
1: in your pocket might be the most rewarding thing you do today. Geico presents
0: unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the Geico Insurance Agency. Visit geico.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. We are back with a single car debate since we've just covered the topic Tuesday for New Year's Day. And we've got Ron in Massachusetts Uh writing to us, and he's bored with his mods. (laughs) I'm wondering how many people have modded their car Uh to reach the pinnacle and completed what they've wanted to do and then become bored with it. I wonder how often this
1: happens. You reach a place and you want to move on. I mean, uh. you've made the car everything you think it can be and should be, and now you're like, okay, let's go on with something else, which is exactly where he is. Uh, Ron, I, what I also appreciate about this is you've actually really focused this email, and I appreciate it. Very Thank much you. so, yes. You've come at us and said you have essentially sixty grand to spend. Mm-hmm. You're going to buy a new summer fun car. What you've had modded is a 2013 G37XS. Now, that is the all-wheel drive coupe if i'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. It might mm-hmm. be the four door, i can't really tell by that designation he hasn't S- clarified. S- but yeah. it is the it is the all-wheel drive G37. You are now looking for a two-door sports car for 60 grand and you have three front runners. And you said guys, here's my list. Here's kind of what i think of these cars. What do I need, and what am I missing? I have some cars I think you're missing, but the ones you are really specifically looking at, and again, sixty grand is the topper here, Alpha 4C, mm-hmm. C7 Corvette. You'd like the Z06. It might need to be a Grand Sport for your budget, and the Nissan GTR
0: interesting that's they're very different
1: cars extremely different cars in spite of the fact that they're all dedicated sports cars
0: small number manufacturing and you know kind of track and (laughs) back road screamers very different wow all right well he says this car is not going to be the daily only driven in good weather and weekends and stored in winter and he'll drive it in good weather to work but he only has a nine mile commute in massachusetts now, he loves straight line and cor- coring performance. He says, I might be interested in some track days, maybe four times a year, something like that. But this G37, he's got 350 horsepower at the wheels. He said dyno-tuned after engine and exhaust uh, mods. And he's got suspension modifications, including coilovers. And he says, this thing's a beast. Yeah. But he's bored, and he's looking for more. And so Todd mentioned these cars, but he wants something reliable for his money. Okay, and he's he's back and forth between this Corvette Grand Sport or the C7 he's kind of waffling i think
1: well it's it's he wants the Z06 but he may have to settle for the Grand Sport and if you don't speak because of price if you don't speak Corvette let me let me clarify what the Grand Sport is you have the base C7 which is 465 horsepower if memory serves okay which by the way Is a lot, okay? Then you have the Z06, which is 650 horsepower and the same torque because it's supercharged. In the process of becoming the Z06, there's changes in braking, cooling, and there's kind of like a a beefier, more angry body kit look on that car on the Z06. Mm -hmm. So now, take the look and the braking and the suspension changes for the Z06. Pull out the monster engine. Put in the base engine. That's the Grand Sport.
0: It's kind of like Corvette does... The Carrera 4S thing. Okay. You know, the widened bodywork, uh-huh. the brakes, everything's upgraded. It's sort of like the turbo without the turbo, even though the new cars have the turbo. It's very confusing, but it, you you understand. And I say that It's <laughs> Porsche. Yes. <laughs> I say this because this Corvette is really striking his heart here. He yeah. loves the yeah, looks yeah, of sure. the Corvette, mm-hmm. but he yeah. says, I've got these other two that are really mm-hmm. intriguing. Mm-hmm. The Alpha 4C... And the Nissan GT-R are very, very different cars. Oh, they do completely different. They do cars. different things. Completely I mean, cars. I guess you could both consider them for weekend and warm weather. Yeah, warm weather cars. But wow, you're going to have to go drive these for sure, Ron. I, I agree. I
1: agree. And I've got some other drive homework for them too. But yeah,
0: as do I. I've got three good, choices. Good. Okay, that I think excellent. you should consider two of them. You can get well under sixty grand, easy. But there's one car that I found I think is going to shock everybody okay. that this is now available for $60,000. Okay. So I'm starting out with a 2016 Mustang GT350. Found mm. one for forty dollars okay. Under yeah, fifty grand. All right. All right. This is easily a track car. It's designed for the track. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Nine miles? You're going to turn that into 18 miles just to... Go out of your way to Go back and forth a couple to times drive this to do GT three fifty just to hear it growl. Just yeah. to hear this thing, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna find new yeah, ways yeah. to work to drive this car. I think you'd really love it. I think if you're considering the vet, you need to look at the GT three fifty Mustang. A lot of power, but the car buzzes. It's it so does. much it's really fun cool. to drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought, all right, what else could you get for that kind of money? Easy in M two. Found you a CPO twenty eighteen okay. M two. For forty six eight. Ooh, that's tempting. Now most M twos are still in the fifty to fifty three. There's yeah, some yeah. that are fifty six, mm-hmm. depending. But this is a twenty eighteen CPO. Love it. Yeah, forty six. Great. great. Yeah, plenty of money left over for tires. Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> because of course you're going to go through tires. Yeah, you are. But the car Uh-oh. that I went searching, I just thought, wonder what they're at these days. Wonder, okay. Okay. Wonder what's the cheapest audi r8 you can get all right good 2009 audi r8 4.2 v8 with a manual transmission for 60 grand
1: Yeah, that's
0: compelling. 34,000 miles, Ron. And I know you wanted about 20,000 miles or under, but 34,000 miles, this thing has barely been driven. 2009, it's a 10 year old car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With 34,000 miles on it. Yeah, it's nothing. It's pristine. It's gray, but it's got that cognac kind of mahogany looking seats in it. Those were cool. Manual transmission. It's the right color combination. You want that setup of that car, honestly. It is the car. 34,000 miles on these cars. Yeah. There's vloggers we've seen that put 140,000. They do the cross country road trip. Yeah, these cars are yeah. going to run for a long time. They're going to be excellent. You could track it. You're going to have a blast yeah. driving this car for sure. But it is a lot of car for it 60 grand. Is. It is a lot of car. Suddenly you bought an exotic, and nobody's going to believe you. You spent 60 grand. I guarantee you, nobody's yeah. going to think. Yeah, yeah. 60 grand is all you spent. That looks double the price. Mm-hmm. It looks 90 to 100 still. That is the cheapest R8 I've found so far. Oh, wow, interesting, okay. But you can genuinely get a good one for okay. that price. Okay.
1: Astounding. Interesting. I like all of those. I have a one I wanted to drive that's not any of those and also not on his list. But I want to speak to your list real quickly, Ron. I am going to speak to it from a couple of different directions. First off, this is your fun special car. This is not mm-hmm. your daily necessarily. It's not even really a track car. It's mainly a, I get to own this car. I get to drive this car. Did you see what I drive? Mm-hmm. Did you see the driving yeah. I'm going to do? Yeah, And if that's your headspace, honestly, the Alpha wins. It is the most special of these three cars. It is the one that I think you are going to just walk out and go, that's my car. <laughs> and when you're driving <laughs> okay. in traffic, and, I, and please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is the reason to buy the car, but I, but I sense a little bit of this from you. It's the car that is going to turn the most heads in traffic. And if you drove it to your lo- local cars and coffee, you can be like, oh, cool, somebody brought an Alpha 4C, because I guarantee you other people brought C7 Corvettes and GTRs. True. Oh, yes. They'll, they'll the Alpha there. 4C is the rarest, most exotic-looking thing you're shopping. So the occasion car. It is. And, and, and that's okay. kind of what I'm sensing from Ron, okay. is you want that car. And honestly, I don't think any of the rest of the ones you've talked about actually do that as well as the Alpha 4C. Having said that, now I'm going to shift the world. It is the worst track car of the three <laughs> by a
0: margin. You've probably heard me pile on to that Yes,
1: But but I honestly think that Alpha 4C, and I, and I would say to you this, Ron get it in the Spider. I think it's better in the Spider because it becomes even more of an occasion car. Mm, I can see that. That a is a fantastic rarer. road car. Even if you can't get it in the Spider, it's great either way. Fantastic road car. It is really fun at seven, eight tenths, 80% of what it can do. It's really fun. When we drove it on our road tour, the last time we did a pilgrimage trip, mm. every single person on the pilgrimage trip got out of the Alpha 4C with a stupid grin on their face.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay? True. And then True. the guy, this, and, and one of the people had booked it for the track day. He got out of it on the road. Road tour was just, he was ecstatic about it. Samir yeah. was so excited. Yeah. He loved it. He hated it on the track. Well. It, he found it <laughs> genuinely, and, and I don't blame him. I agree with him. He found it genuinely scary on the track. Yeah. And I drove it. I wanted to tame this thing. You drove it for a while and went, I don't need to get back in it. I drove it for a while and thought, this has to be better than I think it is. And I started driving it really hard, as hard as I could, sliding it around, understeer, oversteer. It started raining. I kept driving that car. It is not a good track car. It is a fantastic (laughs) road car. So if that's your usage, I think you will find it special and fun and exotic and interesting every single day more than the other two. Now, if you go into
0: more tracking, the four c starts to lose true, true. I mean, that's where a GTR could you know be incredible. but, but I think the it's driving the driving experience. But I think the GTR is the exact bookend, though. It's the exact opposite it of four c. It
1: it's the car that is going to get the least notice in traffic. There's a lot you either know what a GTR is or you completely overlook it. Yeah, there's going to be fifteen of them with your local cars and coffee. True. Everybody's seen one. Mm-hmm. They assume a hoon, uh, just a hoon is driving it, even if you drive it very nicely. And if you take it to the track, it will dominate everything without really bothering you to do much. Mm-hmm. It will dominate everything. True. And True. then it will tell you, by the way, you need more of everything. Brakes, tires, transmission, service, <laughs> all of the above. While it decimated the field. Yeah. yeah. So I think it is the exact opposite in this discussion of the 4C. The best track car
0: by far The least exotic and interesting and special, otherwise. Okay. All right. So you're thinking. I'm hearing you lean more towards 4C because he said four track days a year. If. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll like the 4C on track, maybe, but I kind of doubt it after hearing us rant about it. Well, who knows? Especially the vitriol that I have shot at the car. Yes,
1: but, but here's the thing. If you're, not, if you're not seeking the edge of the car on the track and you're just enjoying the fact you can drive it fast, you probably would love it on the track, too. Mm-hmm. And there are, look, I haven't seen the spe- specifics, but there are, quote-unquote, standard fixes. I, I, that's air quotes. I don't have any idea what that standard fix is, but there's supposedly fixes you can do that people have figured out to alter the suspension geometry and the tire thickness that makes it handle like it should on the track, I, I'm not going to assume okay. you're going to do that or find the perfect combination. You're throwing I'm money talking, at it to do well, that. And, and that becomes now your own R and D department. And you're chasing something totally,
0: that you don't know what you want to
1: arrive at. I'm talking about Ron goes out, buys a car, and it works for what he needs it to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm
0: not so. I so as a result of what I'm saying, I think the C7 lands right in the middle. I agree. I think the GTR is going to leave you a bit cold from a driving experience. It's phenomenal. The numbers are astounding. You're not going to believe the speeds that you'll be pulled over. And when the cop tells you, did you know how fast you were going? You're going to probably say no, because mm-hmm. you'll be surprised. Yeah. But I think from a feel and a genuine sports car standpoint, I do like the Grand Sport a lot.
1: I actually think if you go Corvette, I think the Grand Sport's the play. I mm-hmm. really do.
0: Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, Ron, you've got driving homework. You've got other cars to consider. Hopefully, this is helpful. I have one last one. Oh, you do? Fantastic. And let me speak to the vet real quickly. The Z06
1: is phenomenal, but we talked about it on our Pacific Coast Highway episode mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. season three. We've talked about it again for the Corvette film in an upcoming episode in season four. The problem with the Z06 is where do you really use that engine? Your nine-mile commute is not going to get it done. <laughs> no. and, and honestly, you no. don't drive the base 465-horsepower Corvette uh, C7 and think – this is underpowered. This is not an FRS, folks. This is a powerful, fast car in base form. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that the usable, best-of-all-world scenario is the Grand Sport for most people. So I think the fact that you're going, I can't get a Z06, you're actually okay there, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And then a car on I'm putting on your drive list, because if you're looking at the Alpha 4C and these other guys, why haven't you driven one of these? Go at least drive the Lotus Evora. Hmm. Because I think you might be surprised. Sixty grand will get it done. Maybe yeah. an S. Yeah. Oh, I think Probably you can get an, an S. S. You can't get the four hundred, but you can get an S. Right. Four hundred is still eighty or so. But somewhere there. Drive an Evora because I think you'll be a little
0: surprised by that car. Might not be for you, but I think you'll be surprised. Look, Ron, the Z06 is going to be the straightaway car. You're going to lose everybody on the straights on a track. Yeah. But if you get a Z06, please, you know, please don't creep through the corners. The car can. Do brilliant things on <laughs> yes, track. Yes, we've had it on Laguna Seca. It's just yeah. a brilliant car. Yeah, but don't just you know leave everybody on the straight and then the Miata's you know chew your lunch through that's the corners the and yeah. you know what I mean. That is that's the problem. For kind sure. of
1: the typical that, That's the typical joke. Unfortunately, yeah. thing.
0: So yes, the best improvement is always the driver, and I say Completely. that to us. And oh, I'm looking absolutely. forward to a lot of track improvement All the, for the
1: us. The improvement I need as a driver is is lengthy. Yes, for sure.
0: All right. Well, Ron, thanks so much for writing in to us and. Starting off 2019, if you've got a car debate for us or you've got a topic Tuesday for us, please write to us, everydaydrivertv at gmail.com. You've probably heard me say it before, but we're kicking off a new year. We're ready for new ones. We're still working our way through the tail end of the year for some other debates as well, so we will get to those. Yeah, yeah. And to answer some social media questions here, we are going to be doing more live debates. That is definitely on my mind to start ramping those up a little bit more. We're working towards that. But, yes, write with your car debate with your topic tuesday to us or on the website everydaydriver.com and you can find the contact button mm-hmm. under the about tab on yep, the web page yep, yep. and many of you are doing that thank you so much so bring it it's a call to action <laughs> bring your car debates whether you're in the market whether you're just thinking about it we'd love to hear from you guys and honestly we've said it before it's you that makes the podcast grow and sharing it with your friends completely completely
1: lots of really great social media questions i want to start here um is it it's done done crack done sorry done crout lf okay on instagram if you could prepay for speeding tickets where you didn't receive a, a point on your license you just prepaid <laughs> for the speeding ticket you will get down the line how much would you be willing to pay, overpay over the ticket cost and how many would you pre-buy a year? So it's essentially, I'm going to pay a fine up front, and when you pull me over, I get a free
0: pass. It's movie pass for driving, for your it driver's is. license. It is. It's a gift card. You can gift your driver's license. Merry Christmas, I got you points off your license. Honey, Here you go.
1: I bought you four tickets for next year. Use them wisely.
0: <laughs> Seriously? I think that's what I'd do. I think I'd do four it's a, a year. gift
1: card. I think I would, I would pre-pay for a year, and I would About be willing four, to huh? pay twice what the ticket was worth. Really? I'd be willing to pay as much as twice. It's getting expensive. I could see let me put it this way. Let's just say, for sake of argument, that's a thousand dollars for two hundred and fifty dollar tickets. But they're get out of jail free cards.
0: Pretty much. Pretty much.
1: You get pulled over doing something exorbitant and they go
0: slow down. And that's one of them taken. Let me take your card and I'll use the square payment exactly. system to swipe exactly your right. thing and we're I, good.
1: I would actually, I, I like this idea more than I should say, to be honest. I just with like you. the gift card aspect of I, it. I do too. Get get your <laughs> get your special someone a speeding ticket <laughs> gift pass. I love that. Why I, not? I would totally do this. I really would. The problem would be, though, if you had this, the get out of, frail, fr, get out of jail free aspect of it, you'd start being faster all the time. And I think you'd burn through your four. Yeah. Because I'm thinking four is like one a quarter. That's a lot of speeding tickets. You get four tickets in a year. You have had an unbelievably bad
0: year. Usually your license gets gets But, if you're,
1: but if you're blasting along knowing that you have those free tickets, how much is that going to increase the likelihood? I don't know. That's the trade off. But I love the
0: idea. I love it. <laughs> so... From about uh, May to middle of June, you use them all up and then starting in July, you got to really back off. <laughs> you buy a tiny
1: little <laughs> underpowered hatchback and drive very slowly
0: <laughs> I'd like that I like the idea of prepay, but uh, it's uh, there, there's some weird aspects to it there's some yeah. weird you know committing the crime or paying for the crime before you commit it kind of double jeopardy sort of thing going on well but
1: but I could see I could see uh, city uh, governments. Loving that influx of cash.
0: So, what happens if you don't use them? Do they roll no, over the money's like gone. your phone? Money's points? gone. It's an annual thing. I think it's an annual thing. The money's okay. gone. If the money's gone, then this is a revenue generator it that is. could be good. It is.
1: Huh. I, and, and look, I'll, I'll, huh. I'll, I'll pick it out further. What if this is merged with that reality of, because you know what's going to happen? There are lanes on the road for the autonomous cars and lanes on the road for the actual human-driven cars. Mm-hmm. And then these roads over here are only autonomous and these roads over here are only human-driven. If you merge that with, look, I'm creating a whole utopia that doesn't exist, with a graduated license system where it, the more, the higher your graduated license, the faster you're allowed to drive, and the prepaid ticket system, I'm generating revenue and I'm creating a space for us to hoon.
0: hmm, hmm. This this might need to come up at the next city council meeting. Yeah, for many cities, for some reason, Park City now allows speeding. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> come to Park City, you can speed. All right, all right. I'm warming to this idea. I'm warming to it. There's a question from Shady Driver on Instagram that I want to touch on a little bit. I want you to explain a little bit more about this from a from a filmmaking perspective. But he's well, asking us if we plan to switch to shooting and releasing content in 4K. Hmm. And it's not necessarily Shady Driver about. Capturing the content in 4K. Yeah. It's about where can it be consumed? Yeah, How, what are the venues? What are the medium through which it's consumed in, in 4K?
1: Yeah, we, we actually already shoot 4K. And I really like it. I do like it. I actually really like it also because shooting in 4K and releasing in HD means you can actually zoom into the image if you need to, to reframe it and you can do all kinds of fun things, which yeah. I try not to do it too much, but I do when I need to and have saved shots that way, which is great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. The problem with 4K, and look, I know, I know that Netflix is offering a 4K stream option. I know that there's 4K out there in some cases.
0: And I think more and more outlets will start offering It's becoming
1: it. more and more. And, you know, if we were to wind up on a Netflix or something like that, we're going to have to deliver in 4K. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you have to understand is in order to get you 4K over a streaming environment, there is a staggering amount of compression. Right, right. So even though there's technically more pixels, the compression that's happened to get it to you makes it a fraction of what it would look like if you saw the 4K Master. So I submit the opposite to you. If you were to watch our Blu ray of the Corvette film, that's HD, not 4K. Mm-hmm. But I bet right. you it would stand up and seem as crisp and detailed as anything you would see 4K streaming mm-hmm. because sure. your bit rate sure. is so high. The bitrate is more than two or three times higher than you get when you get HD streaming. That's how much higher it is. That bitrate is so much closer to the original that that HD really holds up and probably, I would bet you, would rival any 4K you're getting to your house. Now, the alternative is the, they call it like Super HD or whatever, which is a 4K Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's going to kick it all in the teeth. But we're not there yet. Yeah, Will I was going to say that? that's it's, it's gonna, still pending. We would do it if the industry required it. Right now, I'm enjoying the fact that we can shoot 4K and use it to the best of its ability and deliver in HD. Let's be honest. Velocity Motor Trend doesn't accept 4K. That is an HD delivery environment. Right. Broadcast TV does not broadcast in 4K. And I know, I know, you can do 4K on YouTube. No, you didn't. I mean, technically, (laughs) it's a 4K image. The compression is so massive, and your screen probably can't really – I mean, if you're watching on a computer, you're not watching on a really good 4K screen. It's not – it's kind of 4K. It's kind of not. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the question is actually getting a real 4K signal. And if anybody that wants to release our content requires
0: it, we will build masters accordingly. Great. All right. question from Kojo88, also on Instagram, asks for the best three-row enthusiast vehicle, and how would you design one? Well, it's hard to do the enthusiast kinds of things with three rows full of, you know, kids and family, you know, yeah. unless you have a Chevy Avalanche and you want to go hooting through a snowy park. lot. There is lot. that as well. But that's only two row, but still keep going. True. I mean, at least you got, you know, most of the family and well, everybody, actually. everybody. In, yeah. I'm going to say a Dodge Durango because. Oh, okay. Let's redefine enthusiast. Okay. Does that mean sports car? Does that mean Lotus finally builds an SUV or Ferrari builds mm-hmm. a, a, you know, a CUV, something like that? Not necessarily, because enthusiast can mean, what about a huge engine? A lot of straight line performance. The, the, the
1: Hellcat Durango? Yeah. Is that the Hell
0: Rango? What is that? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> something. They've got the 492. Yeah. They've got the blacktop edition. And on the website, they also have the brass monkey edition. Ugh. There's a lot of additions going on over at the Dodge uh-huh. yeah. All right. Corral, whatever. Yeah, I I would say as an enthusiast car for three rows, three rows makes it a big it makes truck. It harder. Makes it harder. We're not talking yeah. Acura MDXs or Honda Pilots yeah. or any of the things that don't have enthusiasm with three rows. That's yeah. a not equal sign. There's, yeah. there's a giant disconnect. It's because of scale. Yeah. It's because of size and scale and power. Yeah. And so I come to the Durango as well, that's really a genuine three rows. There's yeah. space for actual human beings, yeah, not just sure, kids in the back sure. seat. Yeah. You could make the argument for like a Mercedes AMG wagon or something in the Mercedes See, lineup. Yeah. You yeah. could make that argument, but still, we're getting into a lot of size and yeah. a lot of power True. to be able to do that. Yeah. Not many car companies do this. If you True. make a three row thing, yeah. it's not a fast per, you know, performance, doesn't handle that well. Yeah, it's powerful. But yeah. it's because it's going to tow yeah. a boat and... Toe stuff and have all your gear in it.
1: I think that the, the, the opportunity that exists here, I don't think it'll ever come back because of crash, crash testing, but I think it's what the Model S has done and what the Volvo wagons used to do. Sure. the third row is rear-facing. It folds up when you need it, yeah, otherwise it's a thinking. large wagon. And those are just cool. Imagine the, uh, the Audi RS6 wagon. Ugh. If out of the back floor you could fold up when you needed it, a rear-facing jump seat. That'd More for amazing. kids than anybody, oh, sure. not really sure. adults. But but here's the thing. When, you, when you're driving a three-row most of the time, it's because you're hauling kids around. It's not because mm-hmm. you're hauling six adults around generally. <laughs> it's, okay? Why don't we take two cars? That's, With six <laughs> adults, why don't we just go ahead and take two cars? That's the way that you generally see those enthusiasts. Uh, uh, I, I could see an enthusiast three-row happening, but I don't know that anybody will ever do that. Jorge asked, related to Corvettes, would you have a favorite Corvette to resto mod? And if so, what would you do? I'd take a second-gen coupe. Really? Like a 64 second-gen coupe. This would be wickedly expensive. Figure out how to – I hate to use this term, but it's it's almost like – what's the singer version of that? Figure out how to put the base, not the big boy, the base current C7 engine and running gear in that car. Now that's interesting. Give it four wheel disc brakes, really good four wheel, modern brakes, power brakes, disc brakes. Cause I think it was 65. They got disc brakes in that. So I'll go with the 65 to start with, but still retrofit the whole braking system. with a modern braking system and put that running gear in it from the base current C seven, add some structural rigidity. You might even have to cage it. I don't know, but, but do that in a classy way and then make the interior pristine. I would do that car. That'd be mm. really cool.
0: Mm, I like that. I'm, I'm also gravitating towards the C2 generation, but either C1 or C2, I'd like an electrified platform. I'm intrigued That's with the Jaguar okay. E Type Zero and what is being done with that. I know, you like, like that a lot. Yeah, you I really just, do. Yeah, I'm just gravitating towards that. Okay, I'm wondering what a C2 hardtop with an electric drivetrain.
1: Okay, and it's interesting, but I personally wouldn't want one. But I see where looking you're
0: looking at these classic shapes now moving silently. Okay, All because. Right. You could argue, and you have a great point, having the 427 or the, you know, the big engine, whatever that is, in this car, the sound goes with the look. I agree. But everything changes when you take the sound away and then it's just shape. Mm -hmm. And I think the shape can be successful with an electric platform. It's a solid enough, classic enough, timeless enough shape, I could see that. I see where you went. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of design, Kenny S on Facebook asked us, what do we think of the newly redesigned Kia Soul? Saw it at the LA Auto Show, and I am liking the old one better, and here's why. (laughs) The headlights on all cars are redefined by lighting technology and advances in crash regulations and lighting technology. And so there's more that car manufacturers can do to change the face and make slimmer and sleeker headlights because Mm -hmm. the power output of the headlights is double or triple what they used sure. to be before, yeah yeah, yeah. and they 've reduced it the size by half, so you can play with new kinds of shapes and new technology that really enables designers to drive style along with the lighting mm. technology however, sometimes it 's not as successful, and it kind of has this I like Iron Man. I like the movie. I like the suit, but it has this <laughs> kind of eyelid look to it, and it's it's not all the way open. The, the eyes aren't okay. open on okay. this car. And then on the side of the car, well, all the windows in designer speak are called DLO, daylight opening. Mm-hmm. That's the term for yeah. Yeah. the windows. And if you look at the very top of the windshield, where it meets the top of the roof line, yeah. the door... Is actually an angle. So either the driver's or the passenger door, it's at a sharp angle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that doesn't jive with what the rest of the design language is doing all around the car. Interesting. It okay. needs to be a curve instead of a mitered and welded joint. Huh. Okay. So it's a sharp angle that is. Mm, all right. In. Uh, it's not in
1: contrast to the rest. Of very it, much say? in contrast yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: to what the rest of the car, especially if you look at the back tail lights. What you're defining there with the design is in sharp contrast to this kind of four by four truck-ish mm. kind of look to it.
1: The rest of it's got a softer feel than that sudden mm. edge. I see where you are. And okay. so
0: things aren't jiving. They're they're not cohesive to me. Huh. And then the rear aprons, that car has a tall body side. And yeah, they've it brought is. it even lower with the with the side, the rocker mm-hmm. cladding and the front and rear apron it's made it even taller and a little bit ungainly. Yeah. Whereas the old one kind of looked kind of light on its tires, light on its feet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They've brought it actually down to the ground, made the, the wheel openings just little tiny wheel openings. So they've got a huge body side. I'm of course critiquing the design, but yeah. I, I looked at that and I just thought I like the old one better. I like the proportions better. I like what they've done. I like the DLO on the side. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: All of that just seems to be more cohesive and work better. Interesting. It's kind of fighting itself.
1: Well done. Well done. Uh, Seth uh, 0650 on Instagram said, okay, he has a GTI that he loves. He bought it kind of because of us and smoking tire. Thank you. I'm really glad that you're enjoying the car. I'm glad that we could be a bad influence on your <laughs> yeah. life. Uh, but he knows that typically in the fifteen dollars to $25,000 range, we, the standbys for us are GTI, Fiesta ST, and the 86 platform. He's asking, why doesn't the Civic SI come up more often? Mm. Now, we've talked about this a little bit before, Mm. Seth, and here's the thing. There are plenty of really good cars that exist out there that we don't gravitate toward first because there is something better that overlaps. That's the problem with the Civic Si, okay? We really like the Type R because it's just this weird oddball, but the Type R still struggles with the problems that are current in the the current Civic. The Civic has always had a really good shifter, but it has never had – it's going to sound weird, but follow me. It's never had hilarious steering, You've never had steering sure. as you interact sure. with it. It just kind of it feels electric and it makes you laugh. It's never really steered that way. The Fiesta ST has hilarious steering. Okay? That's the reason we keep recommending it. It is a, it is a laugh to throw in any corner on the planet. So it beats the Civic there if you want to sure. go simple. Sure. Okay? But then on the other end of the spectrum, the, uh, the GTI is a nicer place to be. So if you're going to commute in it all the time, Why not step
0: up to the GTI?
1: The shifter is not as good as the the SI. I agree with you. But it's a nicer place to be. If you're wanting genuine classic dynamics, well, the SI can't compete with the 86, which is kind of the cheaper economy car interior. But look, you got a, by the way, very good six-speed and great rear-wheel drive dynamics. So what happens is the Civic exists really well with good high marks in a lot of categories. But depending upon where we're coming at it, what angle we're coming at it for a potential owner, Hmm. it's getting overlapped by other cars that feed that need. So nothing against the Civic. I've never gotten in a Civic SI, though, I will say, and just had that laugh out loud moment. I always find it very, a very competent, front-wheel drive, fun-to-drive sports car, but never a standout. And a lot of times, like, the, the GTI is a standout for... It's all-encompassing. Look what you got for your money and nice place to be. The Fiesta ST is a stand-up because I cannot believe how funny that is. And the 86 is a stand-up because of its balance and rear-wheel-drive chassis.
0: There you go. Fantastic. All right, I've got three quick questions here, three quick answers. First of all, Scott M. is asking if I would take a straight trade, my Cayman for the new 718 Cayman, mm. and how do we feel about this sound versus the low and torque debate? And Just without if, if we were to discuss it here, we would give away the entire film that yes. is coming as new content yes. for season four. Mm-hmm. It will migrate to Amazon Prime Video after it airs on the Motor Trend Network. But that is coming, and I'm, I'm going to have to defer on that one because <laughs> I want you to see what we're talking about when we're discussing that very question. Can you talk
1: about that specifically and at length it 's a it's a it's a yeah. definite discussion point in that piece i 'm really excited to share that episode
0: yeah there's a question also from Sean E asking how much fun is an l s d for street driving? Would its absence affect your purchase of vehicle N- Not necessarily, no. and for normal street driving, very normal, not enthusiastic street driving it 's not going to make a difference you 're going to yeah. start to feel it on a canyon road, but yeah. keep in mind, the drifter guys they weld it up, they weld the rear diff. Because they want to kind of slide around a little bit. Keep in mind, my Lotus does not have one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, are you missing it on Canyon
1: the, Roads? The, FR, the FRS did, which was great. Yeah. But the, the Lotus does not have one, which is kind of crazy to think about.
0: All right. And last question here from Lucas S. Asking us about the future, a little bit of 2019. Any co-ops planned? Any guests on the podcast? Hmm. Or are we going on tour as guests? I'm saying no to none of them or I'm I'm just leaving you're, you're it there. open to all of it. I I'm totally agree with that. Open to Absolutely. everything. As a matter of fact, you've touched on everything Todd and I are discussing. Yep. Yep. Things will be announced as they come because we don't have, you know, fully concrete plans yet, but we've actually talked about some kind of tour. We've talked about, you know, guest guesting on a lot of different podcasts. Yeah, for sure. And uh yeah, we're we're kicking some ideas around here. I will also say If you do have guests, particular guests, that you want on our podcast to help us debate, I think that'd be interesting, especially if we did a live debate with a guest and kind of combine worlds. It'd be a huge thing, and not often. It'd be kind of a special treat kind of thing, but... Maybe.
1: Yeah, well, I also would say, we said this to you before, some of you come up with some good ideas. If you have a podcast you listen to that has guests and you think we should be a guest on that podcast, let us know that too because we're up for running around wherever and getting on podcasts. That's a definite thing we're going to be doing in 2019. We would welcome those recommendations for sure.
0: Guys, happy new year again. We're really thankful you're with us and tell a friend, tell people about the podcast, write to us with your debate. That's how it's growing and we are definitely planning on growth for 2019. Really appreciate it. Cheers.